Welcome to More Than The Message, a podcast brought to you by the Axe Church Network, a network of churches located in and around the Austin, Texas area. My name is Tanner, and I'm sitting here with my good friend, Pastor Barrett. Howdy. And Danielle Frazier. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks. I'm super stoked to be here. So a little backstory on More Than The Message. Uh, Barrett and I, we get to serve at the church, Axe Church Lakeline. And so a couple of months ago, we were like, let's just create a podcast for after the message. We'll go a little more in depth. We'll have a different kind of uh, avenue to talk about the message. Just kind of have a conversation style. Yeah, all the extra stuff. All the extra stuff, which makes us probably a little extra. I I like. So. <laughs> I like to think we are too. A little bit extra. Thing. A little extra, but not like too too extra. <laughs> no. But then we started talking more about how do we become more unified as a network of churches and not just kind of do our own things off on our own island, but let's come together. And so now we have Danielle. Yes, because everyone else was booked, apparently. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, no. no, we chose you. Uh, number one draft pick. Yes. Uh, first round, first pick, That's Danielle Frazier. Right. Um, Danielle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm one of the worship leaders at Axe Church Lakeway, not Lakeline. And also a ministry facilitator. If you don't know what that means, it's okay. It's good. Uh, my awesome cousin, husband, Kyle, works there too. We have two kiddos. Henry is 10. Maria is 12 in middle school. Yikes. And I'm mostly, yeah, uh, yeah scared. <laughs> we won't even touch that today. That's good luck. It's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different episode. Yeah, exactly. And so I've done a lot of performing and teaching and stuff. And I'm one of the uh, dreaded Orange County, California people that have moved here and Driven up all your housing prices. Thanks a lot. The OC. Yes. Did you ever watch that show, Bear? I watched three episodes, and then that one person got 86. Uh, I was like, this is too much for me. I watched a couple of seasons while I was in high school, because I thought that's, just, that's probably how people lived in California. But they got me into some good music. Like, that's where I was introduced to Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, my God. So I'm totally there? Yeah, on oh. there. You're so relevant. Seth Cohen gave it out as a, as a gift. It might have taken me a couple years after... That came out, I think, my junior or senior year of high school. It might have taken me until middle of college to figure out Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, that's okay. And once you find that out, oh, you're you're tapped into your emotional side for the rest of your life. One thousand percent. Yes. Wow. And it's just like how life is, by the way. It's basically a documentary. Like Orange County <laughs> Living. <laughs> so you basically know me. I can leave. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, and while we're doing introductions, Barrett, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, Tanner and Danielle, uh, I'm get to be the pastor at X Church Lakeline. <laughs> Um, I have a wife, Krista, and a 10-month-old Theo, and what else? <laughs> a 10-month-old Theo. <laughs> yeah. He's, a boy. Like he's like his own species. Yeah. He's a 10-month-old human. Uh, Theo, little boy, he's awesome. What else? I like soccer. I like Liverpool Football Club. You'll never walk alone. And cars. Not the, I mean, the movie's fine, but the eyes are in the wrong spot. They're in the windshield instead of the headlights. <laughs> We could have a whole conversation about that. That's in a different podcast. But I like cars, like the physical things you drive. <laughs> well, so if like on the movie Cars, yeah. like if their eyes are where the headlights are, they don't have chins then really, do they? No. I mean, if you look at a car, yeah. the face is the eyes or the headlights and the mouth is the grill. Yeah. Right. On like all cars. Okay. And then in the movie Cars, where it's actually like a thing, the eyes are in the windshield, windshield yeah. and the grill is the mouth. But if the car was, like, anatomically correct, it would be, like, terrifying. Just throwing that out there. So. Well, yeah, like, the eyes would be, like, just, the, like you know? the, the mirrors on the side. <laughs> it's so scary. Like it's aliens. 
Yeah, that's Tanner. Great. Why don't you tell us who you are? <laughs> uh, uh, well, my name is Tanner, and I serve at Axe Church Lakeline as Director of Community and Communications. And when I'm not doing things for church, I'm either watching the Orlando Magic play basketball, three-game win streak at the time that we talk about this, by the way, which is huge. Hasn't happened since 2012, which, if you're counting, T-Mac. several years ago. Uh, no, Dwight Howard. So um, close. Uh, but I'm also a writer. I have a project called Written to Speak, and I do a lot of things with that. Uh, it's I'm, really good. He's not going to say this, but Danielle and I can. No, it's like legit cool. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And when Danielle says the word legit cool, you know you're in the right place in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, it is legit cool. Uh, I am survived by my wife, Sarah. We don't have a child or a dog. I think you're supposed to say that. Really? Yeah. yeah that's for like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm still being survived by her. So that's fine. Um, anyways. It's a bummer. Welcome to More Than a Message, where we correct what you say quickly and legitimately. Bingo. Legit cool. Anyways. Our hope for this podcast is to expand and shine light on what we are discussing on Sundays, whether at Axe Church Lakeline or Axe Church Lakeway or Leander or Kyle, which is all four of the Axe Church churches. Uh, But today we're going to start with something that Axe Church Lakeline has been discussing. We are in the series called How Do I dot dot dot. And the very first week of this series, we asked the question, how do I be in the world but not of the world? And as we were preparing and talking about what we wanted to share on this podcast, we realized this is kind of a big question. Whoops. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this isn't kind of like a, a, a small little thing like, where do you find your joy? No, it's like, a, it's like a much bigger, much bigger, more grand thing. And as we were talking about this question, how do I be in the world but not of the world? I kind of thought that this, kinda, this question stemmed from another question is like, kinda, do you find yourself thinking, is this all? Like, is, is this all that life is? And I was talking with a friend a couple of weeks ago, and he and I were just talking about like, like, so I do this, I do this, I do this, and this is my daily routine, and is this all that life is? Like, I didn't sign up for this, hmm. but is this, yeah. is this what it is? And Barry, you had this great quote on Sunday. Share, share some, share, share. I don't know what the actual quote was. I wrote it down. I like, okay, so the life of the Christian <laughs> is not just a boring, mundane cycle, and this is where I'm going to modify. Life as a Christian is not just a boring, mundane cycle of eat, Breakfast tacos, work, sleep, Netflix, sleep, eat, breakfast tacos, sleep, work, all those things. It's not just that. It shouldn't be boring. There's, like, more to it than that. (laughs) Don't you think, though, like, the Netflix part, I'm just going to say, it's not really, like, our fault on that. Because, like, if I just don't get up quick enough, it just keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just think about it. that's true. Okay, that's fair. If that's you're fair. listening from somewhere outside of the country, we can take the breakfast tacos part off, but we're all susceptible to the Netflix yes. continual. Are you sure. still watching four seconds? It's like, well, I feel like I have no choice. Right. Yeah. I guess I'll watch another one. I guess. Yeah, just one more. Just another one. Another one. one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Beep, he's, beep, like, beep, 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 he's legit cool with the, the <laughs> tweens. My super <laughs> Yes. But when we come to this question, like, is is this all? Like, is this all? Like, I don't know. How do you guys handle that? The silence is deafening. It's the quietest this kitchen's ever been. Uh, is it all? I think, I think that's a common question, right? Like, if you don't know where you're starting from or where you're going, you just fall into these random routines. Yeah. And those routines can just seem like they just drudge on and on and on. And then life turns into just 
boring or oh, wow is this is this it and mm-hmm. it's like no no there's so much more than that mm-hmm. like and for the life of the Christian there's there's so much more than that it's a I think God in His way of designing us has designed us to uh, work but not just work as in like I go to a job and fill out TPS reports but yeah. I go and figure out what he has in the world and so I think that's where I kind of come from when I'm like is this all it's like no there's a big world to explore and that could be yeah. your neighbor that doesn't come out of their house or watches different Netflix shows it could be the person at the coffee shop or the person at work or your kids and figuring out opening their, their eyes to what God has for them so and I think with that like you need other people to help you see that yeah you know like yeah. I can get I can get stuck in my own of uh, I do this, I go to my, I do my job, I come home, and then I'm like, oh, there's something else. But, like, I need someone else to help me see that, oh, but what you did during this time was beneficial for this person and for this person and for this person. And then, like, when I am at home watching Netflix, like, you need to rest so that you can do those other things mm-hmm. as well. And so, like, I think for myself, when I say, when I, is this all? Like, is this all that life is? When someone else comes alongside of me and says... There's more that's happening than what you see. Like there mm-hmm. is something deeper that is going on. Mm-hmm. I think that has to do with also just like forcing yourself to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. I know for me with like kids schedules and then being in sports and just like life stuff, you can feel like you're kind of just the taxi in between point A to point B, like mm-hmm. in your day, even how it's like pushed out. And I think for us to just remember to actually like you said, be aware of those people around us, maybe the ones we see every day, but we kind of just pass by and to just really take stock of what God is calling us to do in those moments. We don't have to have this huge event and that's only when we do something out of the ordinary, Mm -hmm. like in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. What else should we be doing here on earth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think there is something beautiful about a I guess about a, about a structure or about a routine as well. Cause I think that's when, when growth can happen. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, but we, we always think that, Oh, growth really happens when I do something out of the ordinary. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. I think, yes, it definitely happens when you do something out of the ordinary, but in your everyday living of life, that's when, that's when I think you, you really begin to dig deep. It's just looking and seeing that purpose behind the things in your everyday life. Yeah. Cause you can, you can do everyday life, without purpose and it just like stuff happens to you mm-hmm. or you do things with purpose and you like you happen to your world or yeah, it sounds cheesy <laughs> but but it, it's there's some truth there yeah that's true well even just like we were talking about a little bit earlier in in what i do with my life you guys spoke into it and you were like no no like what you do with written to speak like that's a cool thing like i just see it as something that i do mm-hmm. right but when someone else says oh yeah but it, it matters or mm-hmm. it's helpful or so like the things that you just do because that's who you are as a human being mm-hmm. uh like you need other people to call those things out uh and to say no like that's a that's okay like keep doing that yeah I think what you said is super important because it's sometimes we think, oh, I don't need to tell so-and-so. Like, I wouldn't think I need to tell you that you're legit cool. Like, you're in a black hoodie. You're always really relevant. Like, I don't think I need to share that. But, like, because I would assume Tanner knows he's, like, super gifted, awesome. People are really fed by the ministry he does. But I think that's a good reminder that, like, when people are blessing you in a different way, whether it's, you know, poetry or just talking to you that day or whatever, I think when they know that you're doing something that impacts them, yeah. it makes us all like take a second to really go, oh, like God, God's using me in that simple little whatever I'm doing. Yeah. 
And it's difficult to do that, though. It's difficult to look at somebody and kind of call out, mm-hmm. like, and, and like you know, speak into them, like this is this is who you are, this is what you've been doing, or like just to recognize them for who they are, because it's it can it can be weird. It can be weird to compliment somebody. It can right. be weird to speak words of like hope or love into somebody's life. But like when you do that, like that's a game changer, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that that makes them kind of think about it, appreciate, like oh, I have value. Right. So like my everyday living of life is not just me trying to make it to the very end, but like I can kind of enjoy or dig deeper. I don't know, or, or continue to do the thing that God has called me to do and maybe turn it up a little bit mm-hmm. as well. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should just sit around and, and share with each other how much we mean to one another. Oh. <laughs> Affirmation circle. Oh, the affirmation Kitchen circle. candles. It is Thursday. No, it's not even Thursday night. No. Thursday night in summer camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wash my feet. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, for sure. So if we get back to... <laughs> let's get away from that for a second. Um, <laughs> it's a dangerous and dark road. Oh, yeah. We, we can make, we can make a lot of offensive jokes, I'm sure. Yep. Um, but when we're talking here about how do I be in the world but not of the world, what comes... Barrett, what comes to mind when you hear that? There's one visual that comes to mind that's really helpful for me when we use that phrase, being in the world and not of the world. And I stole it from another pastor because all good things are stolen, right? Mm -hmm. If you're listening, don't take that to heart. (laughs) With pastors, most of the good stuff is stolen. Uh, and, And this guy said, Christians are supposed to be like boats. They go in and out of harbor. They go... Uh, and a harbor is kind of your safe place or sanctuary, your home, where God restores, recreates, um, tells you who you are. And then you go from your harbor out into the world, and then you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with whatever he's called you to do, whether your family, your work, your school, whatever. And the point of a boat is to keep water out and the stuff inside mostly dry, right? So I like to think of it that way. Like, I'm in the world. I can kind of cruise on the water. And the water's still outside. Yeah, I get splashed some, and that's fine. I get to know what it's like. I feel the salt, taste salt, all that stuff. But, like, I'm dry. I'm going to and from something, and the water's not my home. The harbor's my home. And the harbor's where God works on me. That's what I think of. I like that. I like that, too. I think it's really, no, I think it's really, I'm taking it in. It reminds me of like a painting or something like that. Well, there we go. No, it's really good. It's stolen. That's well, why it's good. You know. it's, it's good because it's been passed on and modified. It's been, sure. it's been passed on, yeah. No, I, like I also that. like boats, so it speaks to me in a weird way. Yeah. Well, I think when we talk about how do I be in the world but not of the world, there's this like, you can only be, you can only be like in it or not in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there's, but the, for what we're talking about, it's like, no, like, you're in it, and you can still not be of it. Well, I think the cool it's, thing is, like, like when Jesus is talking to the Father before he goes to be crucified, uh, he says, I ask that you don't take them um, out of this world, but that you keep them safe from the evil one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this isn't just about living a life for... Two years, mm-hmm. 15 years, 70 years, 80 years, mm-hmm. and then flying away to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a part of it, but that's not the main goal. Like, he's yeah. got stuff for us to do here. And he's and what Jesus talks to his fathers about, he's like, I just protect them from the evil one. Keep mm-hmm. the evil one safe from them. It was, and I, I might be drawing, reading into the text, but it's like, so that they can keep doing what they're meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. 
going to and from London. It's just like keeping safe. Yeah. Well, that's good. Danielle, what comes to mind when you hear, how do I be in the world but not of the world? So when I hear that beyond like the super uh, trendy Celtic looking tees and bumper stickers, <laughs> I um, shout out to those of you wearing those. Uh, Celtic tee? Are you yeah. talking about a t-shirt? The NTW. It's got an angel halo. Don't worry about it. You don't know. It's okay. Sorry. I immediately went to like hot tea. Oh, that sounds delightful. <laughs> in the Celtic tees. No? Uh. <laughs> that sounds great. I meant t-shirts. Okay, slang. sorry. Tees, slang yeah, for t-shirts. It's a brand new slang. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. the cool kids They're are saying it. <laughs> Solid, dude. That's, okay. Yeah. So when I heard that, I actually thought about the approach of it. Again, um, coming from teaching, I hear more instant reactions, you know, because kids have these awesome things where they don't really have a filter, which mm-hmm. is, you know, good. Sometimes, yeah. And so you really hear a lot of truth in that. And for me, it reminded me of just how we approach the world in general as mm. Christians. And so we have three dogs, a Morkie, which is half Maltese, half Yorkie, a Yorkie, and a nondescript uh, <laughs> rescue dog that looks similar to the Despicable Me dog. Uh, he is very special in his appearance. He has a lot of unique qualities such as his mouth is closed and you can still have all of his teeth exposed because they don't go in the mouth. You know. It, who rescued who, Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> I heart him. So these dogs are fantastic and great. They weigh like under 10 pounds. So they really count as like a little kitten at that point. But this is our dog life. So I try to tell people, oh, the dogs are well behaved. Like they're great. They're fantastic. They're wonderful. But all of that changes as soon as someone comes to the door. They don't even have to actually come into the door, like knock, ring the bell. It's just someone getting near our front door. They all have really crazy reactions. And we either get a solicitor, which is okay, or my favorite, which is Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Yes. Yes. I'm a fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Amazon Prime. That's dangerous. He, yeah, it's exactly. It's actually our sponsor for this podcast. Thank you, Amazon yes. Prime. That's not true at all. That's not- that would be fantastic. I kind of hoped that if we put it out there, it might like come back and become more. Anyways, so when the dogs go to the door, though, they each have a really strong reaction. And to me, it's like a perfect analogy for how sometimes as Christians, we go into the world ourselves. So Boonga is terrified of everything. That's the special, despicable, mean-looking, unique guy. He freaks out. He shakes. He like sounds like a coyote. He howls. His heart rate goes up like you can't ever pick that dog up either because he just is so afraid. Whatever's behind that door is like, I want nothing to do with it. I'm afraid of it. He's an Enneagram 6. <laughs> He's a phobic 6. <laughs> okay. Hey, we made it 20 minutes without oh talking about Oh my gosh. Pretty good. Well, there's him. And then there's Baxter who is Maltese just... or the... That's a Morky. It, Morky. We don't have to get into the brain. Yeah, it's just, okay. Let's help people I, think really about it. I'm really proud of you. What does it look like? Yeah, yeah, he Peter basically looks like a uh, blackish gray, like fluffy dog. Mm. Fluff yeah. ball, like thing like that. Yeah. So Baxter gets super mad at whatever comes to the door. Like, how dare you? come to my house. And otherwise, he's a super chill dog. He's like the most lazy thing ever. He just gets mad. He barks. So we have the howling, shaking dog. Now, we have the the barking, angry um, Baxter, who's just ready to go at whoever comes in. And then Teeny, who is now an elderly dog. (laughs) By the way, when we get her groomed, then we have to like sign the release. Yes, I know she's elderly. It's risky for me to do anything. It's so sad. How old is this dog? Um, She is almost 12. But Just doesn't like look a day over like seven. Well, don't say that. Don't say 
Yeah, she lives forever. Those small dogs live to like 20. Right. And so when someone comes into the door for her, she'll come and like kind of smell you, lay there, want you to like play with her, be really kind. And then she just goes back to her little area in the house and does not care about you the rest of the time. (laughs) Yeah. So I think sometimes that's how we kind of see the world. So I feel like lots of times in Christian land, and I'll speak for myself, I feel like we can look at the world and be just terrified. Like, everything in it is evil. Mm -hmm. So we have to shelter ourselves, our kids, our friends, our family, like, have nothing to do with this. It's just vile everything. We want to do nothing but sit in our homes and read out of the small catechism or the hymnal or, like, you know, whatever is your particular jam. Okay? Or the other one is, like, we think we're just mad. We're really judgy. Mm -hmm. We're mad at anyone that is in the world in general and what could they possibly be doing, right? But I really think to be in the world and not of the world, we have to be like our third little furball baby thing, which is <laughs> fur baby. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> we have to be those lights. Like we have to make fe- people feel welcome. So like God has us here on earth regardless. Like uh-huh. that is what it is right yeah. now. Like I am here. So I can't be so afraid or like mad or whatever that I can't be able to be in it and mm-hmm. then still go back and chill in my little corner area. Nice, yeah. I like that. That makes sense, yeah. I also really like your dogs. Oh, yeah. And so I'm glad that they gave you an example. What we didn't hear about was cats because... They're gross? They're gross and cat people can be fine but those animals are disgusting. Tanner, did you... <laughs> so speaking of cats, <laughs> oh, no. on last night, speaking of... Cats and going home and watching Netflix. We watched some documentary last night on cat shows. You know how they have like dog shows where you like show your dog and they get judged. Yeah, best show. Yeah, yeah. They have that for cats too, apparently. Oh no. Anyways, it's on Netflix and it was something. Were were there big cats? There were big cats. There were like fluffy cats. And no, like not big, those kinds. Oh. No, like a leopard. No, no, like house cats. Those cats are awesome. Yeah. Like house cats. And on top of it, it was all shot in Canada. Well, naturally. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't know. Don't, don't know much about Canada, but now I know. Now you know a little more bit more than I want to know. Wow. Tanner, what do you think about being in the world but not of the world? Oh, uh, I think of a lot of things. Uh, but I can remember when I left. So I grew up in Orlando, and then I went to college in Wisconsin. And when you get to Wisconsin, you get a couple of questions. The first one is, why are you here? Like, you grew up in Florida. Why are you in Wisconsin? And the second one, of course, is, did you go to Disney every day? And I did. Yes. Uh, but I had to tell people that, like, Wisconsin, this isn't, like, the, Wisconsin isn't where I'm from, but it's where I am mm. for now. Because I knew I wasn't going to be there forever, but I knew I was there for the time being. And I wanted to make the most of my time while I was in Wisconsin, which unfortunately meant falling into a deep, dark depression because the snow was just way too much for this Florida boy. But we don't have time to get into that for the day. But when I think about what does it mean to be in the world but not of the world, I was like, well, I was in Wisconsin, but that was not my home. Mm. And when I think about these words, I think like, you know, we are, we're heading home. We are, we are going home. We're not there yet, Mm. but we're, but we're on, we're on our way there. I don't know. I like that. That's what I think of. That's very Hebrew of you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's that a good thing. I mean, thing? they were always looking for the... They wandered for 40-something years as God retrained them how to be humans um, after slavery. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's a that's fascinating too, just to think about. And you said that a couple of weeks ago. I think while we were talking, that's my go-to whenever we talk about Exodus or Ten Commandments. It's like they were in slavery for over four hundred years, and them wandering the in the wilderness was God like retraining them how to be with each other and then be in a relationship with Him. And I think to some extent, we're still trying to figure that out too. Where were the people mm-hmm. that were in slavery and God's retraining us how to be in relationship with Him? Like yeah. that's just our story over and over and over again. Uh, I was thinking earlier um, about this and about like what does it mean to be in the world and not of the world. Is there something uh, that you do to remind yourself that you are not of this world? That's a great question. That is a good question. I had definitely not thought of that. Because there are some things that 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 I do throughout. Maybe throughout the day, maybe it's just things that I think of. And, and mm-hmm. I often find myself just saying to myself, like, it's okay, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay, you're okay. Or, like, it's, this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. Like, your, your life is for something more. And this isn't the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I just find myself reminding, reminding myself of that all the time. Because let's be honest, life is hard. Life is messy. It's confusing and it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird, too. And so I had to continue, constantly remind myself, like, hey, you're okay. Like, God God is in control, and this is not the end. I can tell you an example of the opposite of that. From when I... Okay, so Friday's mm-hmm. my day off, and um, usually I do a bunch of stuff, but it was, like, rainy and gross on my day off, and mm-hmm. I stayed inside and watched TV the whole day. Like, from when... Mm-hmm. They went to daycare to when he came home. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. And usually when I know that I'm in the know that like I'm not of this world it has something to do with God working on me mm-hmm. whether that's through scripture or prayer or me going outside and going for a nice long walk or something like that but I stayed inside all day and instead of having like a, a Sabbath time mm-hmm. I just escaped mm-hmm. for like five hours and it didn't and I, I was I wasn't refreshed or exhausted and so I'm like it, it was just one of those things where I looked in the mirror and I was like it's okay on your day off to watch some TV or do something like that. But if you don't get refreshed from God, you're, you're gonna, you're not going to get filled up. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just kind of looked at that day and I'm like, oh, I, just, I just ruined a day off and felt, mm-hmm. felt like I ate a bunch of candy and <laughs> didn't actually get filled up with anything good. Well, I was going to say it's like the difference between <laughs> drinking soda and drinking water. Yeah. That's yeah. real good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's biblical. Well, not nice. so far, but like, you know. Yeah. Coke is in that. You know, <laughs> yeah. So you have yeah. I'm on my like third cup of coffee. I mean, I, I'm going to stop talking. You're I'm delightful gonna, too. Well, it's because of the caffeine addiction. Ah. Very true. Yes. Well, when you were, uh, you had me think of so many awesome things. I think for me, like there's, it's just when I force myself to be quiet not like just not talk because I think we know even if we're just sitting there our brains are like spinning right right Mm. so it's very rare when I can just kind of force myself to put everything else aside because God has never like well once or twice maybe almost like yelled at me to where it's so clear I can't Mm -hmm. like refute what he's saying Mm -hmm. right so normally I put other stuff in the way and so when I pull that back and I can hear like the whisper Mm -hmm. not like a scary like dang that would be really cool. But just, like, it becomes so much more clear then. Yeah. And, like, especially lately, there's just been different things going on where I'll say, you know, God, just show me or do mm-hmm. something. Like, because I'm all about, like, asking yeah. him for specific things. 
show me this, show me that. And then just something random will happen like right away that's exactly meant for me in that moment. Mm. And I'm like, that was not just a coincidence. What what are the things that have to go away for you to, like, you can be quiet, but what are the <laughs> things that, because I know what they are for me. Chris, like, yeah. get your earbuds out, stop listening to the podcast. And I'm like, oh, I need to be present. So what is that for you? Mine is like actually turning off like any notifications yeah. on my phone. Because you can be real focused and think you're away from it. At least I can. And then the second I hear, bling, I act like, oh, no worries. You know, whoever needs me, they can wait. And really, I instantly go over and check. Yeah. Right? So it's unplugging that and, like, getting away from telling myself it's okay to be sitting there with God and not have to respond to everyone else in the world at that moment. Mm -hmm. That's what it is for me. How about you, Tanner? I'm with you on that also. I, but that's like that's that's scary to shut everything off and and I think this is one of the reasons why we know we're uh, in the world but not of the world is we do these things where we kind of remove the world so we can sit and be with God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and so it's like I, I like the same way like for me to to rest or be to be recharged or feel like I have to shut everything off and I have to get back to either paper and pen or just the silence or like not a digital Bible, you know, just something where it's like, I'm not looking at a screen. Basically it's everything that I usually do. I am not doing <laughs> that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. And, and I think we've talked before, like uh, one of the ways that I, the, I rest or the way that I recharge or connect, it sounds weird, but to connect with God is like, I go and shoot hoops or it's just me. Sports it's guy. just me and God and like I'm not I'm not looking at my phone I feel like God is everywhere but not on my phone because every time I'm on my phone <laughs> it's just like I'm just like it's all about like me or everything else that's going on in the world there's every other distraction yeah. in the world and like, yeah. yeah like I got two Bible apps right but then, so yeah but, they're okay. uh, but like getting away from my phone and then just kind of being um, and just doing and that's how I rest Danielle Tanner finds God at the bottom of the net. <laughs> Balling. <laughs> Two points. You're so sportsy. His mug is sports, too. It is very much sports. Sports Grant. Orlando. Horse Grant. Magic. <laughs> magic Horse Grant, not Bulls Horse Grant. Of course. The ringless one. So your Sorry. favorite place Sorry. Uh, <laughs> They're talking about sports stuff, so when that happens, um, I just kind of, I hear like the Charlie Brown teacher, I hear like, wah, 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 I literally don't hear it, so I'm sorry for any of you that are like me. If it helps, last night I was trying to go to sleep, and Uh it was hard to go to sleep, so I turned on... podcast that your husband recommended to me. Ooh, shout out to Kyle Frazier. It was a basketball podcast and I was like, I'm not going to know what's going on here. Turned on within five minutes, I was asleep. Thank you. Which one was it? Low Post? Oh, the Low Post. I love the Low Post. Um, Anyways, uh, I I think that might be a good time for us to kind of close this out. Sleep tactics. (laughs) Sleep tactics. (laughs) Listen to a basketball podcast. Uh, Well, thank you so much for for joining us for this episode of More Than The Message. Uh, we'll be back soon with another, another episode. Another episode. <laughs> so with that, I'm Tanner. I'm Danielle. And I'm Barrett. Peace. <laughs>